You're listening to MedEx, the Medical Extrusion Podcast. Presented by U.S. Extruders. Extrude with confidence. Custom extrusion equipment designed for you and your application. Welcome to the MedEx Podcast. I'm Steve Maxson. Today's discussion is focused on medical polymers and compounds, and our guest is Amar Nalanjakar, VP of Business Development at Foster. Foster provides custom polymers and additives for minimally invasive medical devices. Amar, thanks for joining the podcast. Hello, Steve. Thank you for having me at this podcast. I'm looking forward to a great discussion today. A little bit of background on me to the audience. I've been with Foster Corporation for 19 years, taken on various roles within the company. My background is polymer science and plastics engineering. In my current role, I'm responsible for global sales in compounds and new product development at Foster. I'd like to begin with two new fluoropolymer-based solutions that Foster offers. And let's start with the new fluoropolymer that you're offering. Please tell our listeners about the PureFlon FEP that you offer, and most importantly, the availability of this material. Yes, it's it's a great product that we decided to pursue. Uh, we were trying to find a material that is medical grade and that is designed for medical applications. Uh, the grade we have on offer is PureFlon FEP FC20 Med. It actually meets USB Class 6 requirements along with the traditional properties that are attributed to FEP resins. The melt flow range on this grade is between 5.1 to 8 when tested at 372C at a 5 kg load. It's a cost-effective material for FEP tubing for medical applications. We currently have this in stock and we can ship in 24 to 48 hours once we get the orders. Imar, in terms of the new Purifon FEP, um, you know, in the marketplace, there's two very large um, manufacturers of of different grades of FEP, and customers have been having a hard time to get this material. Tell us a little bit more about the impetus for why Foster uh, decided to offer uh, a floor polymer in the FEP grade. Uh, Great question, Steve. Basically, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, We have many companies, especially two big companies, working in this FEP material chemistry for the market. But what Foster has experienced is the challenge of procurement, challenge of maintaining inventory, and challenge of uh, getting allocations for not only us, but for our customers. So when Foster looks at material chemistries, We want to make sure we protect our customers and protect our customers' needs in terms of certain materials that are critical for life-saving applications. This drive led us to go after suppliers who can help fill that gap. So FEP was definitely one of those polymers that we had to identify and pursue, and we spent a lot of time and efforts to work with the supplier to get it on procurement plans and get it all testing and completing everything we need to complete before we launch this material. So we are very confident about this material filling those gaps in the market. We are hoping it's successful because with our internal testing, 
it's comparable to the main grades in the market. It should work in most applications. It's cost effective. And it's already USB class six. So we definitely see a lot of benefits with this material. We are quite excited to offer this to the market to fill that gap. FEP is used heavily in, in medical device manufacturing for heat shrink tubing. And it's used as a manufacturing aid for composite reflow catheter shafts. Um, typically, there's two grades of FEP that are used in this application, a seven melt flow rate, which your pure flan falls within that category, and a lower three melt flow rate. So the lower melt flow rate has a higher molecular weight, and that can have an impact on downstream extrusion processing, drawdown ratios, wall thicknesses, and the expansion ratios during the radial expansion process. Are there plans to offer a lower melt float rate, Pureflon FEP? So Foster has been working extensively in FEP materials for over 15 years. We have capabilities in our Las Vegas plant, as well as our Foster Connecticut plant to handle FEP materials. Based on our internal work and testing we do in extrusion, we have identified that the MFI range of five to eight should work in most applications. With supply chain challenges, we do not want to carry multiple grades unless absolutely needed. So based on that, we decided to stick to this grade, the FC20, so it's easier to maintain and manage inventory for our customers. We do have the option to go after a lower MFI grade material. The target MFI range would be between 2.1 to 5. We can get tested and medical compliancy checked. We would like to work on this grade in future if we do see a significant demand for this target MFI profile or if the current FC20 does not meet the required properties. Foster's main focus on this material is adding radiopaque fillers to these for IV tubing and also coloring. But we are okay. open to looking at other grades if the market needs that. Okay. IV catheter tubing as well. I know FEP is yes. used a lot in IV catheter tubing. Second uh, fluoropolymer-based question, Foster was recently appointed the marketing partner for Porex Vertex Porous uh, PTFE Membrane. Talk to us a little bit about this relationship and if you could focus on the fact that it's a little bit out of nor ordinary for Foster to sell a converted product on rolls uh, as opposed to traditionally selling a pellet-based polymer technology. Yes, this is quite a unique partnership for Foster that we are quite excited about. What attracted Foster to this product was the unique properties of the membranes on offer and the high degree of customization that can be done on product profiles. So Porex Vertec membranes are pure PTFE and they are PFOA free. We carry six membrane products with a thickness range of 0.1 to 3 mm. And each membrane comes in a roll form that is 13 inch wide and the lengths vary depending on the thickness. What Foster brings to the table is we offer a turnkey solution where we can provide standard membrane rolls 
as well as customized shapes from those roles. Key application areas include filtration and venting with a focus on fluid management. This partnership goes to their core belief in offering specialized products for niche applications. Foster has always been on the forefront of offering unique material solutions to the healthcare market. And this partnership with Forex just enables us to extend our reach in membrane applications. So it's unique, but does fit our core values for the market. Okay. Is that an expandable or expanded PTFE? Yeah, it's a centered PTFE that is very porous in nature and it's compatible for medical applications. And it does offer some unique filtration properties that we are trying to target. Right. Okay. I can, I can picture when you say filtration uh, and medical device, symbolic protection filters are, another, are an apt example of how those expanded PTFE membranes are used. So very interesting. Yeah, and the, the uniqueness is the customization. We can make discs, shapes, or any shapes you want in your designs that you create, you know. So it gives you a high degree of customization in terms of the product profiles. And the product is is very small if you look at it. So it fits our core values, you know, how we focus on small applications, but unique applications. Right. So that was Excellent. the right fit for us. Okay. Very good. Let's change topics to implantable polymers and, and implantable compounds. And for our listeners, when we talk about implantable polymers, we're talking about the duration or time in the body. Yeah. So short-term class two medical devices such as endoscopes or a delivery system are in the body for less than 30 days. Yeah. And implantable polymers are used for class three medical devices such as a spinal cage or a heart valve or a stent pacemaker. And these devices are in the body for, for 30 days or more or permanently. Walk us through some of the, the differences from a regulatory, biological testing, and manufacturing processes or practices that are required for compounding implantable compounds for class three medical devices. So Foster has been working with implantable materials for over 20 years. We have vast experience in handling resolvable materials like PLA, and durable polymers like PEAK. So when we deal with materials for less than 30-day applications, we still have to maintain raw material traceability and production traceability. Our facility is ISO 13485 certified, and we follow these standards when making materials for short-term applications. Global regulatory requirements continue to evolve and become more stringent even in these applications. We have now a dedicated regulatory team that ensures we stay compliant in every aspect of product development with our customers for the global customer base. For example, the requirements in EU versus Asia versus US keep changing and keep adapting, as well as Japan. We have to be compliant with all these markets, even for short-term applications. Now, when it comes to long-term, this segment is quite critical for Foster as well, because we are actively working in this market. 
there's a significant shift in how these products are used and approved by FDA. Process gets complex and mostly involves selecting materials that are used in long-term use. Once the formulation work is done where Foster plays a significant role, we move to manufacturing in a certified clean room. Foster does have a certified clean room for making compounds used in these applications. Documentation, testing, certification process, everything is complex and involves batch production records into very finer details for these products. We work actively with materials like PLA, PLG, PEAK, PP, TPU, and then customize these polymers with unique additives that are designed to impart certain functionality to the material. Most of our key applications include orthopedic screws, spinal implants, sutures, CMF. It's a nice market for us in terms of our approach and how we want to focus on this area. We have quite a lot of active projects in this region. And uh, I'm happy to say that we're quite heavily focused on creating materials for these markets. Okay. I noticed on your website, there was an announcement. Uh, it, might be, it might be a couple of years old, but it was a relationship with Aaron out of uh, Galway, Ireland to sell their um, implantable grade polypropylene. Is that relationship still active in light of the, the acquisition of Aaron by Integer? Yes, it's still active and we have quite a few projects with uh, the PP material for implantable applications. Beyond that, we work with Peak from different suppliers like Invibio or Ivonic or Solvay for spinal fusion applications. And then PLA and PLG with osteoconductive properties is our major market segment also. Okay. Where we use it for orthopedic screws. Excellent. Okay. Well, um, I really appreciate, Amara, the updates that you provided on the fluoropolymers and the inter interesting information related to uh, implantables. It was great having you on the podcast, and we'll uh, we'll try to get you back on sometime soon. Thank you for inviting me, Steve. Uh, it was a pleasure to be on the show, and I look forward to coming back for future interesting sessions. Thank you Great. once again. Excellent. Thanks, folks, for joining the MedX podcast today. Thank you for listening to MedX, the medical extrusion podcast presented by U.S. Extruders. Please subscribe to make sure you're getting the latest episodes. For video episodes, go to us-extruders.com forward slash podcasts. All links are available in the show notes.